All right, welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross Sections. Uh, we're throwing a random episode at you because of D23, which is Disney's annual uh, conference. D23. Uh, and this year, because of the upcoming uh, Disney Plus launch, they had a lot to uh, distribute this time. A lot of superhero-related stuff, but we're not really going to delve into that. But there's a lot of sci-fi content. Oh, guys, I'm really sorry. Uh, I have some news. Uh, before I came here today, I finished The Boys, and this is now a boys podcast. Oh, I wish it was. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. Actually, uh, it's not going to be sci-fi cross-sections, but I would 100% do an episode <laughs> breakdown for each episode. That would be perfect. Anyway. <laughs> that was a funny joke. Glad you plugged The Boys. Um, no, but the only thing we talk about from Disney on this podcast... Pretty much just uh, Star Wars. But there was a lot of Star Wars news, so... There was. We're going to kind of break that down. Does Disney Plus count as sci-fi? Just in general? Why? The future is odd. <laughs> Maybe. 12 bucks a month for Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu? Yep. And did you hear about what they're doing? This was just recently announced. Uh, no additional upcharge. You will get 4K, HDR, all that jazz. Oh, that's cool. That's they're exciting like, for me. They're, they're really spitting on Netflix. So this is not, this is definitely a... You come in, you get this awesome package, and you get grandfathered in. Because eventually, they're yes. just going to like split all that up and drop that 4K off that package. But and I'm, I'm going to buy it day one. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think anyone is under the illusion that that's going to be the way it is forever. No, but they're going to get... It's Disney Plus. They're going to get all the sales they want there, to be honest. They'll get they me. own so many different franchises now that they'll be fine. <laughs> if CBS All Access can be successful, <laughs> Disney Plus will blow them out of the water. Well, I think it's interesting, too, if you look at with a lot of the streaming models now and, like, just streaming blowing up as a model. I remember when it was literally, you know, you had Netflix and Hulu and whatever was, you know, roped into those two kind of amalgamations you know that's what you had and as time's gone on now you literally have every channel every service has their own version so it's kind of funny before you know you pay 10 bucks a month or seven bucks a month whatever you had your netflix subscription and nowadays you're almost paying what a cable subscription would be if you wanted to pay for all of them, all of them yeah. you know and give it time eventually you're going to get to the point where all of these streaming services can be made available in package deals not you won't see the Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. Those will always remain separate, but all the other ones they'll co coalesce into. So uh, I guess without further ado, we're gonna kind of jump into the content here. I want to start actually with the trailer that they put out for Rise of Skywalker. Was it that? Was it a trailer? Yes, it was a clip show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was a clip show, but they showed new footage that we didn't see last time. Right. So. For all intents and purposes, I'm going to call this a trailer. Is this the part where Miller puts in like a little soundbite of the trailer? I think that'd be cool. Okay. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. 
<laughs> no, I mean, nothing really jumped out at me. They definitely tried to go for the, uh, oh, what is this going to be? Oh, what is this going to be? But and there's there's one thing that definitely jumped out to the media, to America, and to the world as a whole, which is obvious bait, and I'm already tired of it. This is Dark Ray. A dream? A Dagobah cave? I mean, as we've seen the last two movies, she's prone to... Uh, Random visions, so... Right. That's what that is. Like, anyone who's like, oh my god, she's gonna turn to the dark side, hasn't been paying attention. Like, that's not what this is about. This is about her just dealing with the fact... And I have seen one interesting theory about it that I enjoyed. Kind of. It's that it's a clone. I've read that as well. Maybe. And I think, overall, I enjoy the idea of it. But if it happened, I would hate it. I think that's where it comes down. And and that just comes down to the fact that, that, that Palpatine's back, and I hate that. So Well, that's another thing, is I think they're they're misleading us. That whole, oh, look, Ian McDermott at, uh, what was it, the Star Wars convention in Chicago. So celebration, yeah. Yeah, celebration. And then uh, showing him on the poster and him talking during this trailer. I think it's all misleading. I think it'll all play into a vision of some type. And won't actually impact the movie all that much. I mean, they're really, they're really, really, really touting the fact that Palpatine is the villain of this, and that it's all kind of led to this, which is why they're like calling it the end of the Skywalker saga. Additionally, there's plenty of plot details that have been leaked that have confirmed to an extent that he is the uh, he is the the main villain around. So you know. And I know this This is going to make you mad, Ben. This is going to make you mad, so get ready. I mean, it all makes me mad, but go ahead. J.J. Abrams is just not an ambitious person when it comes to large franchises. He plays it safe, and that's. I feel like that's what he's doing with this. He never wanted to do this in the first place. Right, but he's, he's literally just recreating Star Wars. Well, one of the things that I thought was interesting when I watched the trailer for the first time, it's... When you look at the trailers, like all the pre-release trailers for the previous two movies in this trilogy, they, although, you know, the movies, I mean, it's arguable, we, don't, we did podcasts on that in the past, so we don't have to really get into it, but all those movies may or may not have been, you know, retreads in some ways or trying to kind of establish their own thing or go their own way, they leaned pretty heavily on what they were attempting to do in that movie. Um, and I thought it was kind of interesting that this trailer especially given kind of the the feedback, it seems a lot of the fan base, whether rightfully so or not, um, again, is a question for, you know, I think the individual, but um, the the feedback and kind of the blowback with um, Last Jedi, it was interesting to me that half of the runtime of this trailer was old clips, and it was, you know, showing previous movies, previous trilogies, and I, I understand, you know, if they're trying to herald this like, oh, it's the end of this saga or the end of this series. That's one way to go about it. But at the same time, too, it almost feels like they're trying to do kind of almost what they were doing with um, Force Awakens, where it's like trying to bring, get people reinvested for this last chapter. Because I, I, I don't know, I don't really have my finger on the pulse of the Star Wars community as a whole, but I feel like there's a little bit less excitement going into this last round here than there was for you know force awakens or even last jedi before it came out so it's almost like they're trying to recapture something here 
And I feel like it's being marketed in a very specific way to try to build some excitement and say, hey, no, we're going we're gonna to stick the landing. But to me, that was what I was really disappointed about in this trailer is that it just seems to not really be cohesive. And I don't know if that is a bit of misdirection they, they purposely or if that's just kind of where, where we're at with it. I think they should have doubled down with, I feel, where Ryan Johnson was kind of taking this trilogy. Yes. And this seems like they're just pulling back as hard as they can. from. Well, not as hard as they can, but they're definitely pulling back away from this. So I'm kind of disappointed by that. I mean, I, for one, am in Jason's hypothetical boat of, like, I'm not excited. I'm interested. I It's sad. I think about it a lot. And I think about how I used to really, really like Star Wars. And it's not Lucasfilm's fault. It's not Disney's fault. Like, I loved The Last Jedi. I think we, we all did. And, you know, shortly after we put out our podcast and went on to live our lives, we watched a bucket of toxicity dumped on the fandom by these fans quote-unquote and it made it hard to like this again it's the same thing when i'm like i'm like people are like you should watch rick and morty you should watch invader zim i'm like i don't want to even think about that fandom because of how toxic it is it's the same thing in star wars now like i'm interested in everything i saw out of d23 but I can't, I'm not excited about it anymore because the spark's gone. It's not about childhood fun anymore. Because don't get me wrong, there's never been a good Star Wars movie. They are good in the fact that they are Star Wars, but they are not good films. They're ad- adventure films. You watch them for fun. And people took them so damn seriously that it ruined the fun. And it's just like, well, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to go home. That's all it comes down to. I wish I was excited for the end of this. Well, <clears throat> maybe you're not excited, but maybe the actual film will repair some of this uh, dissolution you have with <laughs> the franchise at this point. But, you know, and here's the thing. If I watch this film and they backtrack on most of or even even half of what Ryan Johnson did, I'm out. Like, that'll be that. Because I, th- I think it'd be 100% disingenuous to appeal to a toxic fan base like that. Uh, imagine where you'd be if uh, Colin Trevorrow was still directing this film, though. I wouldn't, so. be, I wouldn't even be interested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I think Kathleen recognized that. Well, I think it's, it's kind of interesting to me now that we actually have some footage to, to kind of... And I know it's hard as a trailer, but just to kind of get a feel for the direction they're going here. Because... When you watch the original trilogy and then you watch the sequel trilogy, um, for all the flaws those movies had from a story standpoint, I feel like one thing that they were able to capture is that those stories had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And those trilogies felt like uh, a story that needed to be told over that you know six, seven hours, whatever. I'm really curious to see. I think that's the biggest thing I want out of Nine is ultimately a complete story. And I feel like the way that they went about the creative process for this was a bit on the disjointed side. And that's why I'm kind of worried to see what we're, you know, if we're going to wrap up these plot points that have been hanging or dangling for years now in any way that's going to at least make sense. It doesn't have to be what I want. I think we touched on that in the last Jedi podcast, you know, there's no entitlement, at least coming from me. Right. It doesn't have to be what I want. 
Um, and it's not necessarily going to make me happy if what I want to happen happens, but I just want it to be coherent. I just want it to make sense, and I want it to leave the franchise, at least as far as mainline movies go, in a good place. That's kind of what I'm hoping for for it, and we'll know in a few months. Yeah, yeah because like I'm getting off at this stop on top of that. Like As far as those trilogies go, I'm off at this stop, because I don't think Ryan Johnson's trilogy is ever going to happen. And I, I think, even though he says it is, I don't think it is. I think he's hopeful. But I, don't I think, think he's got a better shot than uh, uh, D&D. Or no, they're 100% going forward. Oh. That's a for sure thing. And I do not want any part in that. I don't want to Ugh. really enjoy the first one and really enjoy the second one and go, what the hell was that in the third one? <laughs> I don't want to do that. And so I'm uh, just, I'm going to check out early. Yeah. Uh, but I will stick around on Disney Plus. Yeah, I kind of wonder if that's, you know, from kind of the reception they've had of the last few films, you know, Star Wars story films and mainline films, if now the plan is to kind of temper what they're doing. Because it seemed like we were almost reaching a point of kind of critical mass there where it was just so oversaturated that you started seeing diminishing returns. And I think they saw that. So now it's interesting that they're pursuing a lot of these smaller scale projects that I think, which I'm, we're going to talk about here in a minute have the potential to really actually move the the franchise forward as a whole, uh, as opposed to just kind of putting all the eggs in the proverbial movie basket and then kind of being disappointed at these multi hundreds of million dollar productions. Right. It became clear that a Star Wars story movie does not work, but maybe a Star Wars story series will. A Star Wars story movie can work. Hasn't yet. Rogue One was a financial success. All right, fine. It made money. Which is all they care about. <laughs> but Solo was not. Solo was not, but it was a critical success. Everyone liked Solo. It was a fun movie. I still haven't seen it. It was a fun movie. Uh, I recommend you do watch it if you ever get a chance. I'm not saying go into it with, like, your thinking cap on. It's I'm, a Han Solo never, movie. I, mean, I would never go into a Star Wars movie with my thinking cap on. And it does have its flaws, I will say that, but it was fun. I, uh, there is only one Han and his name is Harrison, so. And with that, we're actually going to segue into, uh, Mandalorian, which is the flagship series for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Probably in terms of Star Wars, I've been looking forward to this the most in the last year and a half since they announced it. Mm-hmm. Not only because it's kind of exciting to see something pulled away from that main overarching story that they've been kind of writing with Star Wars. But the cast alone, oh, God, I'm so excited. Just to name a few, I mean, I've, we've already said I like Pedro Pascal. Uh, Carl Weathers is in it. That's kind of cool. Taiki Watiti is in it. Uh, Nick Nolte, which I didn't see him in the trailer. Did you guys? Mm-mm. I didn't catch it. Did I? I wonder if he's doing voice work or something. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. The list is pretty Warner substantial. Herzog. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, Warner you Herzog, better sorry. say a name. <laughs> There is only one reason to watch The Mandalorian at this point, and, and only one, and it is Werner Herzog. And if he dies, I'm out. I will not finish the series. <laughs> Werner Herzog better actually be the person under the helmet. It's a big twist. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't see any Pedro Pascal, so I'm yet to believe that he's actually in this. It's actually Werner under the helmet. Uh, visually, this looks stunning. Yeah, it looks That stunning. trailer was impressive. Yeah. So, it's also, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I, I'm just going to say, I, I know I've heard you guys talking about it, um, but I really haven't followed anything on it because I knew it was just mainly, you know, the 
um, announcement of it and, you know, like the confirmation that it was in production and everything. But I didn't really look at anything until a few days ago at the trailer announcement or trailer release. And uh, when I watched it, I was just blown away. I mean, the, the number one thing for me, I think that is really cool with these streaming services, uh, more or less writing a blank check in properties that they believe in is that the production value on these series has now just gotten to a point where, I mean, it really, it's hard to differentiate it from a, you know, high end film production. I look at the trailer for Mandalorian and it, I mean, it looks like rogue one, you know, as far as the, the costume as far design, as the, camera looks. the set, <laughs> you know, just, just as far as the amount of money, it seems like they're pumping into it or the vision that they're trying to get across. I mean, you look at the, CGI, you look at the practical effects, you look at the makeup, you look at everything, um, the sets. It was all, I mean, as close to practical stuff they made as possible. And the CGI was good CGI. It wasn't like sci-fi channel original movie CGI where they cheaped out, which is what we'd see with a lot of series, even five, six, seven, eight, you know, decade ago. I mean, that's right. just what they had access to. And even I know we talk about it uh at the beginning of the podcast with like the boys, you know, that to me was crazy when I watched that show because it was like a really high quality film. And I feel like right now I was sold on the idea of Disney plus and the Mandalorian just in that two minute trailer. So I wasn't necessarily someone who was really excited about a Disney plus subscription prior to watching that trailer, but they got my $12 after that. And I think that was what it, was designed to do right it was a really yeah. strong showing and they needed something really strong as kind of like an anchor you know production and they did it yeah i mean like when you when i when you say disney plus now i think two things immediately i think the mandalorian and i think the Liz mcguire reboot and, <laughs> and like honestly that's all i needed my is life it a, is it a reboot oh it's it's a sequel excuse me so it's a full Lizzie's in New York. She's a 30-year-old millennial trying to figure it out. And I'm just... I'm sorry I need to mention... I'm really (laughs) excited, guys. (laughs) No, I'm very much excited for the streaming service. And I'm happy that we don't have to wait a few months after it comes out. Yeah. After the the streaming service launches that we actually get this show. It's day one. This show will be there. Which is very exciting, and, and it's a reason to get it day one. Whereas a lot of things, where it's like, I'm not going to get that PS4 until Christmas, because <laughs> um, there's no reason to. And on, on top of that, uh, they haven't really said anything about it. They did bring um, the two main characters out on stage, but there's also the uh, Cassian Andor TV show they're coming out with that are developing, which is Diego Luna, which I'm I'm a big fan of. And uh, why are you doing that? Finish your thought. I'm sorry. He doesn't like Rogue One. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that character's fault. Uh, you know what? And to be fair, Cassian was the only thing I liked about Rogue One. Yeah. So he's coming in, and so is uh, I always say his name wrong. I'm a horrible sci-fi fan. Alan Tudyk. Yes, you are correct. Okay, Alan Tudyk is also reprising his role as the as funny witty. droid. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was going to say as witty droid as fun- because as that's the droid. only kind of droids they know how to do at Disney. Well, it it's just part of the brand at this point, but I'm willing I'm willing to bet. Sorry, IG IG eleven Tychus. No, it's IG eleven. Oh, so he's not IG eighty. He's not IG eighty. He's IG eleven. 
uh, is 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 going to be witty, and it's going to be a lot like Korg from Thor Ragnarok. And it's one, going one hundred percent. That's what it's going to be. That makes sense. And everyone's going to like it so, except me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people listening also have no idea. But uh, Jason, I don't know how far you got into the Star Wars lore, but you're familiar with IG88. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, episode five. He was just that robot-looking thing with the bounty hunters. Yeah. So. Who doesn't I, know IG88? I guess there are multiple. Uh, Droid bounty hunters. So I'm double checking, but I'm I'm nearly certain he's not IG11 because that would just be very coincidental. And more importantly, did not I did IG88 not die? When would he have died? Thought he died at Jabba's palace. No. Well, excuse me, I haven't fucking watched in a million years. No. <laughs> I'm checking, but anyway, he is IG11. I mean, Cassian and his witty droid will be fun. Um. Wake me up when there's a triple zero and BT movie. You guys know who they are? Who? Triple zero and BT. No. They are um, Imperial assassin droids. Triple zero is disguised as a protocol droid, and BT is disguised as an astromech droid. And but they are Imperial assassin droids that were reprogrammed and repurposed. They were prototypes. That were thrown out by the Empire because they were deemed too lethal. <laughs> and the they were found by one Dr. Afra, and this is all current canon, this isn't legends. Are, these, were, are these from comic books? Mm-hmm, okay. From the Darth Vader comic and then the Dr. Afra comic after that. They were found by one Dr. Afra, who's an archaeologist, I believe, and she reactivated them and reprogrammed them to kill everyone except her. So they uh, they follow her around and, and listen to her and eventually figure out how to reprogram themselves to kill her. And <laughs> they're, they're great fun. And that's the movie I want to see. Something tells me they're going to do a lot of Star Wars shows on the streaming service because they're not doing continuing seasons. I think they're going to be miniseries. Mandalorian mm. might be continuing seasons, but I think they're going to be miniseries like they're doing with all the uh, um, Marvel shows. Yes, I think in the case of The Mandalorian, it will be a continuing series, but I think in the case of another one that we'll talk to talk about it later tonight, I think it will be a miniseries. Yeah. Does anyone else want to add anything to The Mandalorian? Looks cool, bro. Yeah, it looks, looks legit. I think it it's definitely has the potential to be one of the two extremely exciting properties that uh, have now been, you know, made reality here that we've actually well one of which we've seen footage of but nothing in that trailer thus far led me to believe that it's going to be anything other than great I feel like they're they've checked all the boxes it's beautiful casting's great it's 100 percent catering to star wars fanboys and i'm okay with that at this point right as long as you you know you're not retconning things like what's going on with the main trilogy it seems like <laughs> uh all right, we're going to move on to another uh, big news from the Star Wars front. Uh, they're coming out with more episodes of Clone Wars. Now, Jason, I know you haven't watched any of the Clone Wars. No, that's, that's the one that I never have really um, caught up with. It's an interesting show that starts out, it, it almost feels like a kid's series, the first season. It was a kid's series. It, it was, but yeah. then they realized that most of their viewers were adults, and they kind of just structured the show to... To the fan base. It was very dark towards the end. Very dark show. 
Clone Wars is without a doubt the greatest piece of Star Wars media there is, in my opinion. Yeah. As far outside of books, I'll say outside of books, because it's uh, it's definitely one of those that um, is has a little bit of everything. Number one, like if you don't like a story that the Clone Wars is following, you skip ahead two episodes. But if you don't like a story, there's something wrong with you because they're all gold. Yeah. And uh, it's got it's got heart. It's got sadness. It has it starts off with a really ridiculous premise that Anakin Skywalker had a secret Padawan. And it was just that they never mentioned. Right. They, they never mentioned her somehow in all of this. And by the end of it, uh, they do a very good job at convincing you why they never mentioned her after that. Um, and it's it's really great and it's really sad, and uh, I highly recommend it. I still haven't watched Rebels, actually, uh, which is a, kind of a continuation of that. But uh, have you watched Rebels? Uh, I watched the first season. It'll, I'm sure it'll be on Disney+. Plus. So Rebels I'm, I'm was not as impressive to me. I hear the later season. It's the same thing. I hear the later seasons was again like Ahsoka returns in the later yeah, seasons. But Rex returns. Maybe when I get Disney Plus, I'll I'll watch it. I, and I'm sure it will be on there because it so. has not been on any streaming services up to this point. So I I never gave it a chance. I didn't want to like pay money somewhere. Right. To buy I, it. I I was in the same boat. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it. And there's also that other cartoon they came out with on was it Cartoon Network? The hell are you talking about? That was Clone Wars. No, there's a third Star Wars show that takes place during the time of the Resistance, this new trilogy. Oh, that's on Disney Plus. And that one is definitely way Well, it's currently out. Like, it's been. Oh, not Disney Plus. Sorry, Disney XD. Okay. But this one looks a little bit too childish to. Yeah, it's it's definitely a kid's show. But the question is, and I haven't watched it, but the question is if it's like a kid's show and they're like Saturday morning cartoons vibe, like, I could be into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe, yeah, not enough for me to like want to watch and talk about. Like, like, but but if they give us something like on Voltron level, I think it'd be interesting to watch. Voltron was actually surprisingly good. Right. And, I, you know, where it's like you got like a lot of kid elements, but like deep down, it's got some depth to it. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited for Clone Wars Season 7. I actually don't remember what Season 6. I remember Yoda and Bane. They tied up a lot of and, plot, uh, plot Yoda goes to get a holocron. And this isn't really a spoiler. It's kind of the plot hook of the episode. Turns out to be Bane, Darth Bane. You Which know, you, Bane, you read right? the books. Yeah, he read the books. And that was cool. And then I think a lot of it I was kind of uninterested in because Ahsoka kind of became my favorite character. And after season five, she she didn't really show up in season six, I think. And so that was a little bit of a bummer. Well, they realized the flaw or what they did wrong there. And apparently they brought her into uh, Star Wars Rebels. In so. Rebels. And she will be back in season seven. And I was watching some information on it. And uh, apparently it's going to kind of focus on her rivalry with with Maul. So because her and Maul have have kind of this rivalry going on throughout her her growth. Oh, I forgot he him being back is like in the film's canon from uh, Solo. Yeah, I heard about that. I forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, no. I know you You probably have no horse in this race, do you, Jason? I, I unfortunately don't really have much to add on these because, <laughs> as, yeah, as far as the animated series have, you know, have gone so far, I really haven't, uh, haven't followed it or checked it out or haven't really had the opportunity to. But I know it's pretty well-loved, and it sounds like, you know, these are good stories that they're telling. So definitely yeah. be something I want to catch up on at some point. Yeah. 
If they're all on Disney Plus, I will, because I'm going to have Disney Plus in a couple months. And I would be shocked if they weren't. Uh, they are going to be on Disney Plus. All the Star Wars uh, property that's on film, saving the uh, Christmas special, will be on Disney Plus. Maybe? Yes. It's all no, maybe the Christmas special? They probably won't. Maybe around Christmas. It'll be a little fun treat. But it's only on the streaming service for like a day because they don't want to keep it there. <laughs> Someone sent it to me a couple years ago to watch like around Christmas and I just deleted it. I was like, no. <laughs> it's so bad. I've only seen clips. All right. So that's going to bring us to the, the final big news. The best news. The news that actually has me a little bit excited. A little bit. Can I be sentimental? You can be sentimental. Okay. So. There's something to be said for, I call them great moments. And what I mean by these great moments in like uh, our entertainment media, it's when there's something that fans really, really, really want and that they're begging for and they're asking for. And my favorite thing to do is when these things get announced, I love watching the video of like the panel or whatever. Oh, it was announcement. so good. And this happened with Picard. When uh, Patrick Stewart came out and said, hey, by the way, and then just the audience went absolutely batshit crazy. And another example I can uh, remember is like when they did the Last of Us 2 trailer and just everyone went batshit crazy. Keanu for cyberpunk. Keanu for cyberpunk. Everyone just goes batshit crazy. And that is what happened when Kathleen Kennedy brought Ewan McGregor on stage and he said, Kathleen, ask me if I'm going to reprise obi-wan kenobi he, he made her ask again <laughs> i wanted him to kind of i kind of wanted him to be like no <laughs> and dropped him what i wanted when i watched that is i wanted him to he just strolls out and i literally wanted him to just look at the crowd and just say hello there <laughs> but he didn't and that was the only missed opportunity but yeah. i lost it because of all of the Star Wars properties of the new trilogy, you know, animated shows, video games, books. That is the one thing that I've always wanted to see in yes. some way, shape or form. So the fact that it has now been made material, those scripts exist. <laughs> everyone's down. Everyone's happy. Everyone's excited. I could not be more stoked for that. And I cannot wait. And Ewan's been wanting to do yeah. it. Like yeah. this isn't something like they dragged him out of out of Star Wars retirement for. I've been chomping at the bit for this. Mm -hmm. yeah, like he wanted to do Obi Wan again, and I'm just glad that they finally decided to do it. I don't know what the holdup was. I think it's getting just... to this point because it, it you could even do a trilogy of movies with Obi Wan in between those, you know the the two trilogies. You could I have think, done your own. No, two two things. One. I'm glad that it's not a movie. Yes. I'm glad yeah. that they're going this route, and I'm sure Ben is going to touch on probably your thoughts for what it's actually going to be, Yeah, but I'm glad it's not a movie because I feel like this has the potential to work much better as some sort of series. The second thing is, I and I just pose this as an open question, and we can bounce back and forth, and I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on it, but it's interesting because if you go back to you know early, mid-2000s, like Ewan McGregor was not all about it. You know, he was very just kind of like, yeah, well, uh, you know, he wasn't, it didn't really seem like he was big into the fandom at a certain point. He was just kind of over it, you know? So it's interesting that as the years have kind of gone by, what 
ultimately led him back around to where uh, George, as George said, Lucas is no longer in charge of Star Wars. He's a bit, you know, to come back. I mean, it, it's cool to it's see that. Got to be one hundred. It, it seems like it's genuine. I wouldn't be surprised if it was pitched a lot and it was tried to be done a lot, and maybe they even pitched it as a Star Wars story movie a lot. And when Lucasfilm decided to back away from Star Wars story films as they should and decided to maybe give these series a shot. I think that was what ultimately brought everything together. I'm not saying like Ewan McGregor said no to a movie or I'm not saying Kathleen Kennedy said, said no to a movie. I think it was possibly in the works to be a movie because it seems like a Star Wars story material perfectly. Well, well there were rumors floating around. Exactly. There were rumors so. floating around forever. And so now to finally have this this confirmation, I think they pushed it back a little longer until this point, knowing it was coming, and then made the announcement here as, as a big, big kick in the nuts for Netflix. Um, I think it'll, it'll be awesome. I, I think it also kind of like... This is this is total speculation. So sorry, Colin, but like maybe opens the door for the Mace Windu fan theory that he got thrown into a dumpster. <laughs> maybe. Hey, I'm fine with Mace Windu coming back, but I definitely don't want him to come back and be an action-packed, awesome movie. I just wanted him dealing with. Oh, he'd be new, old at this point. I wanted him dealing with a new reality, and that's all I want. And he'd be he'd be older than Obi Wan. So they would definitely need to, you know, age uh, age up seventy four year old Samuel Jackson, who is still looks like a child, and they would need to, uh, you know, maybe give him a white beard. I think that'd be fun. But uh, yeah, no, Mace Windu, Mace Windu got thrown into a dumpster, and tell all your friends because it's actually what happened. He is alive. <laughs> he is well, and he has been plotting his return in Star Wars Episode Nine. Under the guise of Emperor Palpatine for years. <laughs> Either way, I'm the fact, like you say, they're pulling back from these uh, Star Wars story films. They're actually, I mean, we have three Star Wars TV shows, live action TV shows on the docket. One comes out in November. Uh, one is, I believe, next year. Clone Wars is February. Oh, you mean just live action? Oh, I'm talking that the Cassian Andor one, and then in I think it's 2022 is going to be. Obi Wan. I think it's 2021. Okay, but You're I don't want to say right. for sure. The 2020s, which aren't a real time, so whenever. <laughs> no, that, I'm excited for it. I want to see what they can do. So, when you think about it, too, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing is like, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan is probably one of the few sequel trilogy characters that really has that following. It's just a beloved character. Well, he feel, nailed his role. He nailed it. You know, he did such a, a great job. And I feel like that's that's really cool when you have a character that's a fan favorite like that. And that people are just clamoring. They're chomping at the bit to see that that actor embody that role again, because truthfully, that's why I'm excited for it, because it's going to be a total nostalgia kick. And if they do it right and they do it well, it's I mean, there's going to be nothing better than when you see the opening credits roll on Obi-Wan. And it's, you know, Ewan McGregor with the you know, uh, salt and pepper hair and beard and, you know, on, he Tatooine. on Tatooine and he pulls back, you know, his hood. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, 10 years later and he's watching, you know, young Luke. I mean, that's to Maul? me, that's going to be incredible. Maul. It has to be Maul, right? Like Maul's got to be. I, in the I movie. guarantee you they will make that the. It's it's the conflict. It's Obi-Wan's final conflict before Vader. I mean, 
it's all that's left for him to really kind of do besides protect Luke. So I think that would kind of be the other I don't think Maul. I've ever talked about it on this podcast, but that was the biggest mistake George Lucas ever made. Not keeping Maul around. Was not keeping Maul around. I agree entirely. That was, man, they messed up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you didn't have a villain, a constant villain throughout that trilogy, and that was the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Aside from Palpatine, but that's but not a real... He's the constant villain over all six movies, not just... The three, the first, the original trilogy had Vader. All six of them had Palpatine. So well, who was the villain in the first? That three? trilogy, yeah. No one. We had Snoke in the, this new trilogy. Oh wait, never mind. I still like what they never did mind. with Snoke, but whatever. <sighs> we ain't getting into that. We're out of time. We've... All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add without going into like a four-hour Star Wars podcast. It's coming, but yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I see, I see banging on the table in the future. <laughs> I see, and I'd like it. I, I like, I like my passion about this franchise to return. You know, I, I, I think it will. Star Wars. I, I think it will. Well, part of me still holds out hope that uh, I think it was Kevin Smith said that the last, the last scene in Episode Nine will melt your brain. I th- and I'm just curious because not that I, I you know, he, he I'm going to hold stock in whatever he says. But, you know, if someone saying something is going to melt my brain. And you want to at least see what it's like. I want to. I, I, I hope they go. I hope it's subversive. You know, I hope they really do something out of left field. And it's really, you know, interesting. But we shall see. He might have also said that because they promised him his own uh, <laughs> trilogy. trilogy or TV show or movie. Kevin Smith's just the king of hyperbole. He's the ultimate fan, and he always is. Yeah. Always will be. Yeah, he probably loved what he saw, I believe, at 100%. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. JJ doesn't make things bad, so it's okay. Right. What? All right. Mm, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> got to say for... Uh, this D23. I never thought we'd do a uh, a podcast on literally just news. It's how to stay e- relevant. Not even talking. You know, it's big sure. news, though. It is. Big news. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, this is going to be a one-off episode thrown up, so you'll just get an extra episode next week. Of what? What's the episode next week? Or, no, I'm sorry. You'll get an extra episode this week right uh no we'll have our we'll have our next episode up in uh, a week and a half okay well you might you might get two, you, might get, you might get two episodes then i don't know but Either what's way, the next episode regardless uh, the next episode is going to be a katie sackoff movie origin unknown i believe it's called yes yeah uh i kind of just want a redemption after watching <laughs> another life <laughs> i'm hoping this is good and uh maybe it will be So we'll find out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.